Bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 2, Episode 21, SCL 2 Week 4 Preview. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jesse, a.k.a. Cypher, a.k.a. You Get It. And today I am joined by Brentos and Wasabi for another SCL preview, this time for Week 4. Summit Champions League 2 has been a blast, and it's been amazing to have Wasabi for all four of these weeks. Brent Toast joining us for the last two weeks. Very deeply appreciative of the two of them for really helping me out because I could ramble on and on about all of the melee and the players and the drama and the internet, all that fun stuff. But it's been really great to have people joining me for this. So thank you, especially to Wasabi and Brent Toast. So without further ado, why don't we go ahead and get to some previewing and justify why I decided to put my bracket onto Twitter. <laughs> why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. At long last, here we are at SCL2 Week 4, Summit Champions League Week 4, and who better to do the preview with than Wasabi and Brentos joining me yet again. Wasabi, how you doing? Thank you so much for being on. I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about week four. We finally have the double bracket, and there's just so much to talk about and consider, especially because week three just didn't go the way any of us predicted. And Brentos, how have you been doing? How was week three for you? Week three was awesome. It was just super dope to watch. I mean, it didn't go how any of us thought it would because Wizrobe won the whole thing. And that was so fun to watch that I don't even care that I was wrong. <laughs> well, you the first thing I want to point out from our preview from last week when we were previewing week three, Wasabi and I both questioned you when you said Chudat was going to perform better than Slug. At least Chudat had a chance to make a qualifying slot into SEL and we were both going I don't know about that Slug's been putting in work for the Ice Climbers character and you said don't don't underestimate the, the not the old heads but just the the grizzled veteran if you will and Chudat 3-0'd Slug in bracket for the qualifier yeah. now Chudat didn't actually make it to having a chance to qualify in SEL but that was the first thing that stood out to me do you want to go ahead and take a victory lap for a minute there Rentos? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, I told you also, but <laughs> Chu, Chu also, like, in, like, Slug's defense, Chu is also maybe the best at the Icy's Ditto I've ever seen, like, of any player ever, so that kind of sucks for Slug, because Chudat is super good at the Ditto. I wasn't able to watch it myself, but I saw the three zero, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> All right, Brentos, you get you you do definitely get this one. Prop, big props to you. But Wasabi, did you, if you didn't have any thoughts about the the Icy's Ditto matchup, did you have any other thoughts from the qualifying tournament or SCL Week Three in general? Yeah, um, I thought it was just so interesting. Um, well, I have to just first say the rollout by HBox working against Slug was. <laughs> Nutty. Was, I don't know why so I don't know what happened to like dictate that that interaction, but it was just crazy. That um, was BM. It was <laughs> it was a Hail Mary if I've ever seen one. But yeah. I, I I think my big thing was Polish's run. I mean that was so crazy, especially considering he just put out a tweet being like, Hey guys, I might have time to play more melee, um, so like hopefully I can start competing soon and, and like kinda get back on that horse. And and then he just gets second. 
and that was just nutty to me. I, th- I mean, I'm super, super impressed uh, by it. And I always knew Polish was good, but it's just great now that he not only did that, but then he managed to also stay in uh, SCL for, for week four. So I'm actually really excited for that. I was super impressed with yeah. how Polish performed. Yeah, Brentos, do you have any thoughts about it? Oh, no, I, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but yeah... I- Polish's run is the thing that stood out the most about that. I mean, I know last week I said, uh, like, you know, Keizu or Laud might, like, probably the best peach right now. I think Polish kind of proved this past weekend that he's probably the best the best peach right now. Yeah, it, it really does come down to literally right now. But what I'm more excited about is the return of peach, more peaches in the online meta, if you will, because... There was a little bit of a lamentation on discourse of Melee Twitter or wherever else saying, where are all the peaches? And for a lot, it makes sense, medical school, and maybe some of the other peaches like, is it, is it, Wasabi, I have to double check with you. You know this better than I do. Is it Ryobeat or Ryobeat? Uh I always say Ryobeat. Real beat. So uh, having, having hand issues a little bit from what I could tell based off of the Twitter, but Seeing a, a few of the peaches come back in and challenge for these SCL spots has been really cool to see. Just because I I don't love Peach as a character at all times, but I really like to see Peaches play against all the other matchups for the the high tiers and especially the fast fallers. It's always fun to see a fast faller versus a floaty, in in my own opinion. But there were really fun matches, and of course it was like super fun to see Wizrobe overcome such a shocking like i i think the way that i put it to you two last week when i was when we were previewing excuse me i said so wasabi or brentos why is mango going to beat wizzy i didn't even like give it an option but wizzy just shut me right up and the first time in either a long time or the first time ever wizro beats mango i mean that was just like shocking to me And, and getting to see that live was incredible do, do, uh, I'll, I'll pass it to Wasabi first. Like, what Were you able to watch that live? What were you thinking right in that moment? So I think it, it was interesting. So so first thing is um, this was the first, this was monumental. Like this was history being made. And, and I think I put out a tweet of like why Melee is so cool is because you can have these storylines that like span half a decade and then something changing, just like in sports, like a small team overcoming their... You know, a small team like overcoming a big team in soccer or and stuff like that. You know, you guys know I'm a big diehard soccer fan, and and Wizzy was 0 and 22 ahead, going like 0 and 21, 0 and 22 going into this set, and and then he finally took it. And my first impression was, uh, you know, like Mango kind of didn't look super hot, um, and and but I was really happy because sometimes that's just like the way that the game folds, right? It's someone's not playing super hot, but it works. And then I actually saw a tweet. The other day, um, shoot, I, it's a new Twitter handle, so so I don't at really remember frame it. Frame Sacred, I have it pulled up right here. Yes, thank yes. you, thank you. Yeah, at Frame Sacred, and it just showed like the, the such nuance in Wizzy's defensive game to make it to make Mango's kind of like B game look and feel like a C game, and and he just like made it so hard for Mango to actually like get any sort of flow with his like SDI and ASDI floor hug tech that I was just really, really impressed um, with the feat. And, and it was crazy just, like, how his defensive play just made Manuel look so off that day. 
and Brentos were able to watch live, what were your thoughts? Or or maybe did we lose Brentos there for a minute? No, <laughs> no, it was <laughs> great. Um, I mean, yeah, Mango, like like what Sophie said, Mango. I didn't feel like he was playing that hot either. I mean, he missed a few like crucial things throughout the entire set. I mean, especially at the end, like he just he came up too late on his crouch cancel on the get up attack. Like it was stuff like that that Mango never misses. But sometimes that's how the wind comes, and I think it's sick that now Wizzy's on the board. I mean, it may be 21-1, and one, but he's got one. And sometimes just... that's that's all it takes. Sorry, where exactly. you going No, I'm just shocked it happened. Like, I never <laughs> I never thought it would happen. Well, uh, wow, never? I mean, just go, what, like a whole lifetime worth of matches, and Mango would be like, I don't know, 69-0 versus Wizro for their entire careers? Would you? I is mean, that yeah. even possible? It kind of happened with the... Yeah, Two. it kind of happened with uh, Wobbles and Armada. Wobbles was the first player to almost beat all five gods. He beat the four other gods. He just could never beat Armada. And I think their lifetime was like 20 to 25 and zero. Like, yeah, I mean, that could absolutely happen where you just play out your whole careers and like you just always lose to one player. And I fully expected that to be like Wizzy Mango. I never thought Wizzy would ever beat Mango. I really didn't. But it's it, it is an absolute testament to Wizro's amazing tech skill. And yes, one more time at Sacred, no Frame Sacred. Excuse me. This is the first tweet. I'll read it so that you can kind of get an idea of what you should absolutely do after we're done talking here and go find it. Spent hours watching Wizro versus Mango from BTS Smash, tracking SDIs, lasers, floor hugs, etc. This thread is interesting. Moments, stats, and strategies starting with SDI totals. And so not including lasers, Wizzy got hit 181 times and got around 61 SDI inputs, including two or three on the first screenshots that they shared on a on a jab from Mango on Captain Falcon. But just just the way that the thread starts is already like, oh, this person really did spend hours pouring over this set. This is so cool. I'm I'm really glad that stuff like this exists on Twitter because I would never be intelligent enough to be able to put any sort of information like that out. It helps to feed the inner nerd of me that appreciates it. Wasabi, so just to wrap this whole thing up since uh, we Brentos and I have been going back and forth a little bit, do you think that it's possible for Wizro to beat Mango having one underneath the belt, or is it going to be a long time from now before it happens again, or ever? I, I think it can happen a few more times. I still think it's just very Falco-favored, especially because, like, one, because of the matchup, and also, two, because it's not like Mango is, like, not aware of these options, and and I don't think Wizzy like reinvented the wheel in terms of defensive play. It's just like it kind of all meshed together in sort of this beautiful, you know, you know, five game set with a little bit of luck and and win backing Wizzy sail a little bit more. And so so I don't think we'll see. I don't think it like he's on the board, but I don't think that changes the fact that Mango is still oh, usually going to be the heavy favorite in the matchup on 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 a given day. And that, makes that being sense said, like to me, yeah. Final word, I think, is just like that. Being said, like Wizzy's only going to get better, and it'd be really interesting to see him keep on pushing Mango, and 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 that is just something that like we may see, we may not see, and and I'm just really into it. 
you know, just like seeing that storyline unfold because we're in new territory. We're in a new chapter of history at this point. It is exceedingly rare. I mean, Mango is probably the best player against Captain Falcon, probably, or at the very least, top three. I don't even know who else to name in there, but it was really cool to see that happen anyway. And yes, I think we're all aware that maybe perhaps it wasn't the best performance Mango could have done, but congrats to Wezzy for pulling it out, especially in like a, in a clutch situation where it's game five and it's last hit or almost last hit and... It was still really, really cool, and especially since Wizzy was able to continue momentum and not only beat one Bracket Demon, but even another in Zane. Not that they have a 22-0, not that Zane has a 22-0 record against Wizrobe or anything, but we all would have said, okay, well, Wizrobe, definitely congratulations on beating Mango, but to beat Zane is kind of a tall task, and yet Wizrobe was able to do that. And I was just like, trying so hard not to pop off <laughs> while I was laying in bed watching on my phone and trying to go to sleep and I shouldn't have been watching SEL and trying to sleep at the same time. It was so much fun. The The Battlefield Game 5 spaghetti, uh, it was just all so glorious. And so I'll pass it to you, Brentos. What were your thoughts on, on Wizro versus Zane? I feel like Wizro versus Zane was like another kind of repeat of like Wizro versus Mango. It was just a really wacky set where I thought Zane was playing off a lot and Wizzy was just capitalizing every time Zane was playing off. So like Wizzy was playing super on and Zane just seemed to be like missing weird stuff and like he would just I don't know. It was it was a weird set to watch, but I like that matchup a lot and I know that that well, you know, a lot of people say that matchup is Captain Falcon favored. So I think that helped Wizzy too, because I think Zane might be a believer in that. <clears throat> but yeah, that? I mean, it was it was wacky, but it was, I mean, it was a fun set to watch. It was a really hype grand finals. It was like, I was like you, I, when it was over, I was trying to fall asleep, you know, and like watching it in bed, kind of on a, I have a projector in my room, so I was just like watching it on my projector on like low volume and then when that happened I like shot up and all this adrenaline came so I ended up staying up you know an hour or two later than I wanted <laughs> yeah exactly well, Sabi, <laughs> what what did you think about uh, being, being able to watch that it was like one of the best bat like one of the best worst sets I've seen in a long time <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um especially obviously the last game kind of reminds me of Zane versus Wizzy at Genesis where where uh wizzy barely wins and then passes out for for a brief moment but i think like yeah. um like honestly it just looked to me that like both players were just not expecting this you know and and they were both like not ready like even on wizzy side i think zane did play like slightly slightly sloppier in in my head but at the same time like i i felt like wizzy just like dropped so many like sometimes like you know didn't react to like uh, zane's di off of his throws and and then also just like didn't edge guard hit zane at all which exactly was really yeah. exactly and yeah, i feel it, like he was like missing a lot of knees like yeah con like confirmed knees yeah yeah sometimes zane would like di like full in and that was a knee and, and wizzy would just like jump right past him and it was yep. just crazy to see and, and wizzy got a lot of like awkward weak hits as well and and it was just kind of one of those like 
like mom spaghetti sets that like is gonna be like in 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 the history books because I think it was just so entertainingly like nerve wracking on both sides. Yeah, I agree. And that's exactly what I was gonna say once you were done. But you did a great job of calling out the fact that Wizrobe could not edge guard Zane to save his life until the very end, when he was able to grab ledge and finally have invincibility frames to hold on while Zane fell to his death for the last stock in game five. But like both of them had a really hard time edge guarding each other and all the things that you are, both of you already said, I, I do agree with, but hearing Wizrobe afterwards saying, yeah, I haven't really practiced the Marth matchup in the past two weeks, other than five minutes before the set started with Zane. I was like, yep, that sounds about, that sounds about as prepared as one can be <laughs> when you go, wait a minute. I just beat Mango, so who am I? Pl oh, Zane, have I practiced against Marth recently? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was definitely a lot of spaghetti. Probably won't be accepted as a super amazing all-time set in terms of technical skill, precision, matchups, and execution. But it was still, in my mind, really fun to watch and like definitely meant a lot to see the first player aside from Mango or Zane to win one of these SCL weeks because I believe back to SCL 1 it was Mango, Zane, 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 Mango, Zane, and then finally Wizrobe if I'm thinking about it correctly. So yep. super fun to see that and think about all the exciting stuff that leads us into week 4. But before I do that, I don't want to rush too fast. Any other thoughts that y'all had uh, Wasabi for week 3? Um, yeah, just quick final thought, I think, is I, I still think, like, this era so far is still really about two players being at the top kind of a rivalry, and, and that's still Mango and Zane. And, and, and funny enough, I, a little plug, I, I mean, I put out a video uh, kind of pairing, like, soccer commentary highlights, like, sound bites with, like, Melee, like, the results of what happened at SEL so far um, called Welcome to Melee. And, you know... I, I featured Wizro hev heavily in that just because I wanted to do all of the SEL Week champions, but like the the thumbnail was still just Mango and Zane because they just still I think have a stronghold on this era, and I don't think like Wizzy winning this really signaled that the a duo rivalry into becoming a three person a three horse race. But that is an yeah. excellent video. Anybody who's listening should definitely go check that out on Wasabi's channel. Actually, you know what? I'll just try to remind myself to put a link in the description of this podcast episode. So there you go. Brentos, did you have any oh. other thoughts for the SEL Week 3 action and highlights? Um, I think it's super cool that we're getting like a three-way tie for first to this like SEL from like Week 1, 2, and 3 all had a different winner. But I agree with everything else Wasabi said regarding, like, the era of Mango and Zane. And I don't think... I, I think this is, like, a nice, awesome one-off where Wizrobe was just playing really well most of the day. And a lot of things went his way. So yeah. I really... I don't see that... I don't see this being, like, oh, it's going to become the top three and, like... Wizrobe's going to be in there like, I agree with Wasabi 100%. Like, no, he's not there yet. It's still just Mango and Zane. And that makes sense to me because the proof is in the pudding. It's finally, after so many of these SEL weeks, it's finally somebody besides Mango and Zane that won one. And yes, it's so cool to see that Wizrobe was the one to have done it. 
I don't think I don't think anybody except for the Wizzy fans, so shout outs to them, would have predicted that Wizard would be the first one because a lot of people would say somebody like Plup or Hungry Box or IBDW. Yeah, IBDW, yes, absolutely. So yeah. super fun to see anyway. And yes, maybe not a indicator of things to come in terms of a three horse race, but it does lead us into week four, double elimination bracket. The Matchups have already all been determined, and for this one, <clears throat> I gave myself and Brentos and Wasabi homework. We had to each fill out our own bracket of what we think is going to happen, so that's how we're going to do this. We're going to go through the first round matchups leading all the way up to grand finals and any potential resets. I mean, I have a reset on my bracket, so we're going to start with the winner side and do the first round matches there. We'll move on to loser's side and do the first round matches there. And we'll start with that. Let's not go through the whole thing. <laughs> so the first matchup is going to be Wizrobe versus Sfat. And a caveat, the four top players from week three got to choose their opponents in the order. So Wizrobe won SCL week three, so he got to choose from four of the other Division One players that weren't able to advance in the single elimination bracket, and he chose SFAT. And so in my bracket, I have Wizrobe beating SFAT, and I'll push it to you, Brentos. Who do you have for that matchup? I also have Wizrobe beating SFAT. I think uh, the awesome run Wizrobe had this past weekend and he whooped on SFAT pretty badly in their set. Like, it was a pretty good set, but I I think he either 3-0'd him or 3-1. Like, it looked pretty dominant, so I have a feeling that that's going to be re- a repeat from last week. And Wasabi, who do you have for that matchup? Yeah, so this is, we were talking pre-recording, this is one of the sets where my heart wants SFAT very, very badly, because I honestly think Wizrobe out of these players... Probably outside of Gatsu and Moki, Wizrobe would be like the next player I would prefer Sfat to to play to have a chance to making it one into Summit and, and Winner Semis. But I unfortunately actually, uh, during my final look through, changed Sfat and, and swapped Sfat and Wizzy. So I have Wizzy as well. And, and the last set, as Brento said, like uh, it was 3-1 only because... Um, Wizzy unfortunately missed an Ashguard game one and SFAT quickly grabbed Legend Shine and that's just like the Falcon lifestyle. I yeah. yeah. So yep, you know, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I can sense the pain, Brentos, in, in that in that admission. I'm I'm a Peach player, but I get it because yeah. I've also been recovering and just gotten shined so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. As as a Fox main, it's it's you'll just try to find them back the next time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much to say. I think Wizzy's playing hot. I really like how Wizzy's playing, and and I think he just has a better also history over SFAT in terms of like lifetime. I the last thing I want to say is just like it's interesting that they did allow Wizzy to pick SFAT because at the end of week three they said that Wizzy wasn't allowed to, and then Wizzy was like, all right, I gotta like think about this again. Um, and then SFAT tweeted out like at BTS at uh aiden like dude i don't fucking care like give me wizzy give me the run back and i just love that sort of mentality so i'm just really really curious what type of set we'll get yeah sfat is all about the run back i mean even he even said like i don't care man give me zane give me mango (laughs) 
give me like, and then whenever <laughs> they said that at the end of the stream, yeah, I saw Svat tweet that like, I want the run back, give me Wizzy. I love that attitude that Svat has. Like he's he's not afraid to play anyone. Yeah, but I, I agree. He's also Fox, so he's also Fox, and like. I mean, I love, I want to root for SFAT, I really do, but I don't see Wizzy not taking this one. It just feels like too much momentum, and in fairness to SFAT, I would say I, I would say that SFAT has surprised a lot of people by staying in Division 1. Started out in Division 2 in Week 1, but moved into Division 1 and has since then stayed there, and... I, I think that's obviously very cool, well-deserved, uh, rooting for SFAT for sure. But I also recognize that Wizrobe is on a sort of a power-up moment here. And, of course, they both get to prepare for each other. It's not like either one is sort of taking it easy or going, oh, I got this. Like SFAT with Coach Bobby and Wizrobe with, well, actually, I don't even know if Wizrobe has a coach, but... Wizrobe is obviously going to be preparing for this matchup too in all the ways that he normally does. So I, I, ha I just see Wizrobe moving on here in that matchup. So moving on to, and I feel bad because this is only the second matchup in the first round, but this is probably the one that everyone's looking forward to seeing the most, is Mango versus Plup. And yes, sir. Oh, it is such a juicy like proposition and conversation it's falco versus chic very likely i really hope it's chic versus falco that's what it's been i think for the most part i know that plup brings out fox every now and again mostly for jigglypuff but i also see fox sometimes otherwise but this oh i'm just gonna pass it to wasabi because i'm just too excited wasabi what are you thinking who you got Oh my gosh! Uh, as as a Mango fan, I am worried. I, I I it's inconceivable that Mango actually got the plup, like seated seated under IBW to to play plup, and I'm just so I, I'm just it's it's crazy. I mean, like they always have banger sets, and and I'm just really interested um, to see what happens. I know last time plup played played Fox at Smash Summit Ten against Mango, and, and Mango won. Um, um, I low-key hope we get to see Mango's Fox like we did in Pound 2019, but I do think it's going to be the Falco, especially because it's his first match of the day. Um, I, I gotta say, I think Mango's going to take it, and, and that's what I wrote down, but, but it's, it's going to be nervy. It's, it's going to be one of those nervy wins, maybe one of the classic Mango Plup sets where Mango somehow takes it from Plup's grasps. I, I really don't know what to expect about it, but I am very worried as a Mango fan. Brad, tell us, I'll pass it to you. So, I also put that Mango's going to win. And I have a feeling it's either going to be a nail-biter game five, or Mango is just going to 3 him. And my basis on that is they've had some fire sets in the past, but as far as the Slippy era is concerned, Mango is on a whole other level than Plup. And I don't think Plup is ready for Slippy number two in the world Mango right now. And Plup really hadn't been entering that much for a while. So I don't think he's as clued in and like zoned in to like the net play. Like, you know, really micro crazy stuff that players as skilled as Plup know the way that Mango's going to know them. And I think just because Mango has been playing Melee every day, entering crazy tournaments, has been 
you know, the number two player solidly. Sometimes you could argue number one in the entire Slippy era. I think he's going to kind of, I think it's going to be a close game five because, you know, Plup is amazing and that matchup is, you know, I consider that matchup pretty 50 50 because Falco and Sheik both can really mess each other up and both gimp each other at really low percents. But. So it could go that way, but I also have a feeling that it's just going to be a straight 3-0 and Mango's going to 3-0 Okay, so this is where our paths start to diverge because I actually have Plup taking this set in the upset. Because to your point, Brentos, this is definitely a Mango-favored matchup because Mango has been putting in the work, streaming virtually every day. I mean, think normally takes Sundays off, but you get it. Playing Melee virtually every day and streaming and getting in all kinds of practice uh, across the West Coast and the East Coast knows the shenanigans of a coast-to-coast matchup like this is going to be. It's going to be from California to Florida, and Plup seems to be a little bit more sensitive to that sort of thing. But (laughs) something is telling me, and this is me also wanting to go for a little bit of the hot take angle, a little bit of the going with my heart angle. This is not based on, well, hardly any factual information, but I just see Plup taking this somehow. It probably will have to be through a nail-biter Game 5 set, but that's what I have written down. Plup is moving on. So, okay, uh, just to offer closing thoughts, because this is a particularly juicy matchup, I'll pass it to Wasabi first. I am scared. (laughs) And and, and thoughts. Brentos. No, I, I honestly am not really scared just because of uh, how dominant Mango's been this whole Slippy era. I feel like he's, at this point, with how limited Plup's activity has been, I feel like Mango's dominance is just going to take over the the edge that Plup might have over Mango in any way. I feel like Mango just... And I feel like Mango's coming back with a vengeance this week because... Wizro beat him last week, and that's the first time he's ever lost to that guy. And I know he's coming back and being like, I want the run back with Wizrobe. I'm going to absolutely shit on Plup so that I have to play Wizrobe next, and I'm going to destroy him and show him why I don't lose this matchup and last last week was a fluke. I guarantee you Mango's coming 100% tryhard. I love that. I would love to see that as well. All right, now moving on to Zane versus Gatsu. Another Falcon going up against Zane. Only the difference this time is that Zane will be able to prepare. And fairness to Gatsu will also be able to prepare. But I have Zane moving on here. Brentos, what are your thoughts? I have Zane moving on here too because I feel like what I just said about Mango, I feel like Zane's going to be kind of... Zane, Zane has a really good mentality, but I feel like he is going to be come, coming back this week like ready to show like, no, I know how to play against Falcon. Not just any... Not, not just... No Falcon can beat me, but no Falcon can beat me, including Wizrobe. I'll prove it if I have to play him too. So I feel like he's probably grinded the Falcon matchup just a little bit more to get more comfortable with it, and he's probably gonna just take it all out on on Gatsu. All all of the frustration he felt for through the Wizrobe set last week is gonna get taken out on Gatsu. Wasabi. Um, I I honestly couldn't say it better. I think also, um, Zane has the nicer bracket run compared to Mango just because he just has two foxes. Like, it's either going to be IBW or Moki in round two. So so Zane only 
has to really focus on like two mashups for for his first two rounds. And I think that's going to say it all because I think Zane and, and we'll talk about this as as we continue with the bracket, but Zane's bracket run is really nice cuz he has to worry about Spacey's or Falcon, really, unless Plup somehow makes the run. And I think that's the big if, which which I agree with Brentos is is unlikely because Mango's coming in hot and I also think Zane will kind of just whoop on Gatsu out of frustration. Kind of be like a punching bag with Wizzy's face taped on it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's kind of how I see it going down. I need to see top player... I need to see a skit of top player Zane like training up against a punching bag and it's just Wizzy's face on it for a video. (laughs) There you go, Golden Guardians. There's your idea for this week. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Zane has such a great mentality, but he, he is... I mean... He is as prideful as as Mango, you know, as Absolutely. well. And I think let's just like let's not forget that. Like Zane has a great mentality to where I feel like last week Wizrobe doing it. I feel like he's more like happy that Wizrobe like won something and like feels good about like Wizrobe winning something because they're friends more so than he's like pissed about it. But I also know Zane and he's very serious about comp- like competing. So I know that he's like. I know after he lost to Wizard Rope, he was probably like, man, that's great for him. Like, I'm really proud of him. I'm never losing to a fucking Captain Falcon again. <laughs> that's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, the Zane tweets after losing or even winning, always very wholesome. Like, I just have to put it in that category because I feel like that's something that Zane is very purposeful about, being yeah, a good I winner agree. and a good loser. I I don't think you really get a whole lot of reward points for that within Melee, but Zane still does that. So in my own estimation, I, I really feel like that's a cool thing. But yep. also, that's bringing out the, the, the Zane monster. So it's definitely scary if you're Gatsu. Hopefully, you'll be able to be able to make good on conversions and, and stomp to knees something, but it's probably going to be a 3-0. At least that's what I'm thinking. We're all thinking that. So we'll just yeah. go ahead and move on to the next matchup and winners of IBDW versus Moki. I'll pass it on to Wasabi. What do you think for this matchup? I, I am calling IBDW. I think they play a lot and, and they're regular practice partners. Um, and I do know that. But I, I just can't see Moki taking it. I, I feel like he took it once before, uh, but it was a while ago. And Cody has just become such a strong player. Um yeah, it's it's hard for me to to see past that honestly, and and so I think that IBW is going to take it pretty handily actually. And Brantos, what do you think? So, I agree with that one hundred percent. Moki, I'm a huge, huge, huge Moki fanboy. He might be my favorite fox of like this like current era. I just love his fox, but IBDW, in my opinion, is the better player. And he's the better Fox Ditto player. So the fact that it's a Fox Ditto and IBDW is not only just the better, the high, he has a higher skill right now than Moki does. And he's better at Fox Dittos than Moki is. So I, I really have IBDW just kind of a clean and shop. I think it might be a 3-0 or like a 3-1. I think Moki can take one. I mean, it would be hype to see a game five, but I really do think that IBGW is both the better player overall and the better Fox Zero player, so I think that he might just kind of mess my boy Moki up. And I, I agree as well. I, I see IBDW being able to win this and then move on to the next round. And Wasabi, you would know this better than me and Brentos, but it's really 
we're talking about mentality and com- like a competitor spirit. Like IBDW is also very much up there as well. Gotten to where he is because of how badly he wants to win, or or it always seems like he just like is always focused on on performing better, playing better, and therefore placing higher in tournaments. It's very cool to see that even still, IBDW really wants to make an impact in all this and thinking to himself, it's really cool to see somebody else like Wizrobe win over Zane and Mango. I got to be the next one to do that. And it starts by getting to Zane in the next round. So I'll just offer it to Wasabi one more time to close this out for this matchup if you have anything. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, knowing Cody since his, you know, early days in, in upstate New York, um, he's definitely just like the most hungry player. He he just wants it so so badly, and at times he he's probably his his harshest critic, you know. But I think that's what really pushes him as a player. And and despite all of his frustration, he he backs it up with with such a strong work ethic in, in the game. And I just can't overlook that as a player. It's so respectable and. I think when we're talking about Fox, it was, I like what Brento said, like, he's just always been a monster at, at that matchup. Like, that is one of his best matchups. And and that's why I think that he's he's going to take it, unfortunately. And I, I love Moki as well. But uh, I think, you know, maybe the one thing Moki might have going over him is just the familiarity of playing IBW on a regular basis as practice partners. That's true. And it might just be a matter of is is Moki more warmed up than IBDW? I'm sure they'll both be plenty warmed up for this matchup. It's the great thing about being able to prepare in advance for a bracket like this. I don't I don't know how much I would believe in the excuse of yeah oh, I, I agree. I mean ready. it's gonna be curious if they go the route of I, I doubt this is gonna be it, but if they go the route of we're gonna practice with the other foxes or we're just gonna play each other throughout the week because I think both of them just like as top ten players just want a good game also. And I wouldn't know if they have been practicing each other this week or not, actually. That's a good question. But Brentos, did you have any other closing thoughts? Are you ready to move on? Yeah, we can move on. Let's talk about Ben versus S2J. Now we're in the loser's bracket. And just before we continue on, all these players are really, really good and amazing. And it's just astounding to think that yet again, it's just going to be a matter of one person coming out as the winner, but all these players are great. That said, one of these has to go, and I'm predicting that Ben is going to be the one who unfortunately loses to S2J, who I believe it's just insane to think that S2J is down here in the loser's bracket to start off, but you know, it's it, fair is fair, like that got there because of being in Division 2, so. I see S2J wanting to start off the day strong and say, I intend on messing up anybody else who wants to come down here and play against me. So I'll pass it on to you, Brentos. What do you think about Ben versus S2J? Yep, I agree 100%. I think it's going to be S2J. And Wasabi. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. For some reason, my audio cut, and I couldn't hear you guys for a little bit. But But regarding... S2J, I think that honestly, in losers, S2J probably has the most likely, like, losers run, I think, like, or most doable to qualify, if not make it far. Um, I know Ben isn't a sheet that's super comfortable with Falcon, and, and S2J, like, let's just not forget, is, like, a top, pop, arguably a top three, most definitely a top five player 
and and I think he's just kind of gonna take it and and it's just gonna be one of those things where you know Ben's just kind of at you know in his development as as a kid and and playing for only six years compared to SJ's like decade plus it, it's just like the experience is gonna show and the one yep. thing I'll say is that I've been noticing recently not that this is like a big humongous John or anything on behalf of Ben but it seems like kind of going through that mid-level veteran although Ben is playing better than mid-level but going through the 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 hands phase at the moment of going why are my hands hurting and it's just like it's just a matter of trying to relearn how to grip a controller I guess and I wouldn't know this off of my own definitive experience I just know that (laughs) over the years as you (laughs) get older holding things when you're not doing it properly can start to hurt after a while so here's hoping that Aside from that, it'll be good games versus S2J, but I'm mainly thinking about the fact that S2J is a monster. S2J is definitely looking to make waves in this loser's bracket and try to get up there towards loser's finals. So I think that S2J is going to want to start off strong, and Ben just happens to be the player in his way right now. Yep. I don't think it's going to be too rough of a... I'm I'm predicting a 3-1 on that with S2J winning. Ooh, a 3-1. Okay, yeah, we haven't been doing set count. Well, we've been sort of doing set counts, but yeah, I I just have S2J moving on here, and Wasabi, you're in agreement as well, right? Yeah, I also think that S2J is going to move on. I think it's going to be one of those kind of like quick, quick sets. I think it's just going to be it's just going to be like that. I think it's going to be a 3-1 or a 3-0 or maybe a 3-1. And now we move on to Polish versus Albert. And I think <laughs> I'll just start with Brentos because there's a little bit of a little bit of a Texas bias, but I think that you now you're probably projecting Albert to win, right? Yeah, Albert is quite good against Peach. Um, there's a number of good peaches in Texas, even when he was coming up. And he was always very good against them. So, I mean, I know a lot of... Another one of the matchups that Armada gaslighted and everyone into was thinking that the Peach beats Falco. Which, as... Like, I mainly play Peach, but my, like, secondary kind of dual main is Falco. And I think that Falco definitely beats Peach. Like, but- not even not even close. And with uh, Albert... With the way Albert can uh, kind of weave in and out and mix his aggro and really like patient defensive play, like seemingly on a whim, like he's he's very good at that. And Albert is an extremely patient Falco, so he has no problem just kind of going in, getting in the Peach's face, putting on a lot of percent, and then running away and just lasering for five to ten seconds. And Wasabi, what do you think about this matchup? Um, I agree. I do think Falco does beat Peach, um, but I'm I called Polish honestly on this one. I think Polish is going to take it. Um, few reasons. I think the there's just going to be a lot more Falco practice ahead of time, like at high level, for Polish compared to Albert. And two, I I don't know. It's just I, I got a gut feeling that that Polish is going to do well. I think Polish is a really incredible player. Albert as well, but but just like that's kind of my gut. Love watching Albert play, but yeah, I'm getting a little bit caught up in the Polish hype at the moment, and I'm, that's who I'm going with for this particular matchup. 
but uh, either way, wh- whoever moves on, it's it's going to be well deserved. I also just <laughs> I can't get over the fact that I I thought that Kezu was definitely going to win last week against Polish, but after game five and timing out the match, Polish comes out on top. I was very impressed by that. That's a peach ditto. That is far different from playing against a Falco like Albert. But I also like what Wasabi said about having a little bit more access to Falco from Polish's perspective because there's a little bit less availability of higher level peaches as compared to access of higher level Falcos. But Brentos, I'll let you close this one out. Any other thoughts you want to add? Yeah. No, I agree with that 100% with how many like high level Falcos he can get. But we got, I think, two or three top 100 peaches in Texas that Albert can easily hit up, and they're all playing, including uh, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues was a top 50 on some PR, might have been like a seasonal PR, but he's uh, he's also been entering a lot of Runner Rebels. I think he got fourth at Runner Rebel, like one of them. Not too long ago, so I think Albert has some good peach, but like you guys are saying, like Polish can hit up, you know, he can hit up Bones, he can hit up, you know, countless amazing Falcons, you can hit up Bobby Big Balls if he wants, like, he's got players like that, so I think it'll be really interesting, and as a peach player, I lo- I would love to see uh, more Polish, but I just have a feeling with how good Albert is against peach already, I, I think he's going to take it. And yes, shout out to, to Blues Clues. Yeah, I do remember you. you I, I forget which rollback rumble it was, but yes, I do remember seeing Blues Clues' name pop up. Did not know Blues Clues was a Texas player, so that's very, very cool. Let's go, Texas. And now we move on to Magi versus Ginger. And this is another case of me going, Ginger's down here, but I'm also equally excited about how Magi was able to get in through the qualifier. That was really cool to see. Woke up in time for SCL qualifying tournament through Levo, so that's also cool. <laughs> uh, just love following those tweets uh, along with those tweets. But anyway, this is this is really really hard for me to call because my heart says one thing, my my brain says another. Uh, I'll I'll start this time. I'm just I I, I want to see Magi keep running through. I want to see her just like take some names before eventually uh, fizzling out somewhere in this process. But going up against Ginger, who is rather surgical in the Falco dittos, just seeing enough of his sets versus Bobby Big Balls. And uh, the fact that Ginger was in an event last night and is probably in another event tonight, it just, I I can't ignore that. And I think that Ginger is going to be able to sneak this one out, even if it is a game five, but that Ginger will be moving on. That's my own perspective. So I'll pass it on to you, Wasabi. Who do you think is going to take this matchup? Yeah, I, I just can't get over Ginger's, like, as you said, surgical play style. And I think it's going to be really quick. I think Magi... Uh, is a, she's a sick player, super, super good. I just feel like Ginger has the upper hand in, in the Falco ditto. And <clears throat> and and he's just going to be well prepared for it. I don't think Ginger's a player, especially with just the way he preps for games, that loses in the first round. And Brentos, I'll pass it to you. I mean, <clears throat> Magic's my girl, huge fan. 
Louisiana Melee. She used to come to a bunch of Texas tournaments when we had them online, like IRL. So as much as I would love to see her progress, I do not see Ginger not winning this. I think, like what Sabi said, Ginger's just a beast at that matchup. And, I mean, Magi's good at that matchup too. She beat Mango in it once. But at the same time, I think Ginger is easily top 10 in the world, like right now during this era. And Magi, you know, is top 30, top 25. And I think that just the skill gap alone will really show. And I and I have a feeling it's going to be a quick one too. And I, I feel like Ginger's just going to go off. And the... Uh... I had a thought, but I lost it. But yes, the point is is that we all agree that Ginger will be moving on. So on to the last matchup of round one losers is Hungrybox versus Soonsay. Another interesting matchup. And it's Fox versus Puff. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Soonsay starts out game one because I feel like game one always is an indicator of how a set is going to go. But I, I'm I'm interested to see what version of Hungrybox we're going to be getting, the one that's motivated to get a top six spot so that he's automatically qualified for Summit or not and having to rely on another way to get in because I'm sure he wants to get in. So how motivated will he come off to start? My prediction is that Hungrybox does win this matchup against Sunsei, even if it is a game five. But to Sunsei's credit, he can definitely overwhelm Hungrybox, which seems to be easier to do in the online era than in the past, where Hungrybox could get overwhelmed, but it would just stick through the set and eventually slow down the pace. But Sunsei can really push the pace at all times, even in a game five set. I'll pass it on to Brentos. What do you think? So. This is my hot take for my bracket early on. I got Sunsei moving on. I think uh, I think Sunsei is gonna completely overwhelm Hbox, and you know Sunsei is not Coldball, and no. that 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 set last week was pretty close, but you know Coldball was looking kind of sloppy, and Hbox is feeling better. Sunsei is not, is no Coldball. Sunsei is top 20, top 15 in the world right now. Sunsei is one of the best foxes in the world right now. And like you said, Sunsei does not slow down. If, if his opponent wants to slow down the, the pace, he gets in their face and just applies insane shield pressures, goes for crazy grabs, running shines, running up smashes. He doesn't let the pace slow down. And I feel like in this era that Hungrybox has become this person in this era, I feel like if he encounters a fox like Sunsei that it just isn't going to let him control the pace, he's going to crumble. And Wasabi, I'll pass it on to you. Yeah, I <clears throat> I know that when they like last played, it went to a game five at, I feel like, week one or week two. Um, it's I love Sunsei. He's arguably my favorite like fox that's like kind of coming up and trying to break that upper echelon of top ten, I would say. And I agree, he's like top 20, top 15. Um, but I, I think Clutchbox is going to come out. I think we're going to see Hbox take it. Um, and yeah, I think he's been looking really good in, in the Fox matchup. Um, you know, And I know Cobal and Sunsei are two very different players, but I just feel like Sunsei's aggression sometimes could be the end of it. Um, but last time it was close, the difference was one SDI up air on game five, and, and that's how Hbox won. So 
we'll see because the Canadian foxes are are absolutely nutty. And that gets us to the end of round one of winners and losers. And before we keep going, I want to make sure that both of y'all are doing all right in terms of time. We're almost at an hour already. Time flies. So, Brentes, how you doing? I'm doing good. All yeah, right, I'm good. Wasabi. I think, I, yeah, I'm good. I should be good. Okay. Yeah, because we can speed this up a little bit if you if y'all want to. But um, I'm good at this pace. Or or are you guys good? Yeah. 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 Should 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 be good. Alrighty, so now we're going to start to get into some differences in our in our bracket. What we're going to do now is we're going to finish winners up to grands. So we won't talk about grands again until we go through the losers bracket. So let's talk about winner semis. And for me, it's my matchup of Wizro versus Plup because I had Plup upsetting Mango. And for that one, I'm going to have Plup win over Wizrobe cutting off that momentum i'm i i think y'all are starting to see i'm a a little bit on the plup train to just come out of nowhere that's what i'm kind of hoping for to see obviously i'll be excited to watch the tournament no matter what so i'm not trying to hate on anybody but i'm just for whatever reason thinking a little bit of a plup run here of taking out mango and then taking out wizrobe and moving into winners finals so since we're talking about different matchups you guys can offer your thoughts if you want to or you can just immediately go into your winner semi match so i'll kick it to brentos first yeah i mean if plup beats mango then i agree with you that he's going to beat wizzy and then end up in winner's finals however i have mango winning and i think mango is going to absolutely destroy wizrobe if Wizrobe beats Esfat, which we all think he is. So Mango versus Wizrobe. The fact that Mango lost last week, I feel like he's specifically like going to play tryhard against Wizrobe just to send the message of, yeah, you beat me once, good luck doing it ever again. And I'll pass it to you, Wasabi. Yeah, I agree with the Plup Club. Like, If Plup does beat Mango, we're going to see Plup in winner's finals. But I also just think Mango is going to beat Plup. And, and I think like even in in mango's like post stream he was just like yeah like wizzy got it today but like it's never gonna happen again and i think mango is one of the few players that that sort of anger or not anger but like it's just like he he's just that prideful of a player that that it kind of hones in on his focus rather than distracts him from his gameplay and i feel like mango is one of the players who can play a little bit angry he's just a little bit better when he's a little bit angry so so i have mango over wizzy making it into winner's finals and honestly, that's my favorite Mango to see. It's not necessarily healthy for him as a person to be always a little bit tilted, but seeing motivated Mango is just as exciting, if not more exciting, than any other player that we have in Melee. It's obviously very cool to see a motivated like a motivated Zane, a motivated Hungrybox, motivated IBDW, although I can't imagine IBDW being any more motivated than he already seems to be at all times. But... I'm very excited to see if I'm wrong and Mango moves on to play Wizrobe, how that turns out. And I would say, yeah, Mango would probably try to make that as fast of a 30 as possible. And so we got one side winner's finals. To complete it on my end, I had Zane playing against IBDW on the other side of winner's semis. I think we're all there as well. And it would break my heart 
but it will break my heart to see IBDW lose to Zane. I think that Zane, to everybody's point, knowing that after playing against Gatsu, Zane's thinking, well, I'm playing either SFAT Fox or I'm playing IBDW Fox, but it doesn't matter because I ate Fox for, for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So Zane would win that matchup and go to the other side of winner's finals. And I'll pass it on to Wasabi, who you got. I got Zane. I, I want Cody to do it. I just don't think it's there yet. I think it showed last time and, and him coming off of not committing to the Sheik matchup. I, I think Zane's just going to be ready for it. So so I have Zane being beating IBDW again. I hope we at least see a game five. That's what my heart wants, but but I can't see Zane losing in, in my head. Brantos. Yep, I have Zane. And... I agree with Wasabi. I would love to see a game five, but I have a feeling it's going to probably be like a 3-1. Like, I think IBDW would definitely get one, but my my heart tells me it's going to be a 3-1, although I would love to see a game five. It would be really cool to see, like, a slight improvement, if you will. Oh, I didn't get a game five last time, but I got a game five this time and just going from there because you sort of have to take those lumps as you continue to move up as you will. But IBDW is trying to make that jump from top five, top three to top two to break into the Mango Zane tier and not only do it once in the way that Wizrobe has, but also do it again and again. It would start with this if that were to happen, but I'm seeing Zane moving on to play against Plup. That's what I have in my winner's finals of Plup versus Zane. It will be very close in my own mind, but, and I promise I'm not as big of a Plup fan as I'm making myself out to be, but Plup is going to move on to grand finals. That's my prediction. So I will now pass it on to Wasabi, who you got moving on to grands. I got Zane. I got Zane moving into grands. I think he just looks so solid over over the few weeks, and and I just can't overlook the beating he gave everyone on week two. And I will pass it on to Brentos. Who you got? In my in my grands. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Winners finals. Sorry. You have Mango oh, versus finals. Zane. I think right. Yeah, I have Mango versus Zane, and I uh, I have Mango ended up in a. Uh, and Grand's on winner's side after beating Zane. Let's oh, go, Motivated Mango. We I got a three-way I, divergence right here. I, I think we're going to see Motivated Mango the whole tournament. Ooh, okay. So I like I that. Think, I think in winner's finals, I think Mango is going to beat Zane. Like, I think he's going to run all the way through to Grand's on winner's side from the winner's bracket because I think he's going to come in, like, pissed off, try-hard Mango. Just to be like, I'm going to shut all these idiots up. I can't believe I lost to Wizzy last week. Got fucking third. Not happening again. I feel like that mango is coming in. Well, actually, fourth, allegedly, since he got stuck with Plup to start off the uh, the, the winner side of the bracket, right? But anyway. Well, they seeded him fourth, yeah. <laughs> just... I think they seeded him. I think they seeded him fourth. On purpose. Um, <laughs> on purpose, so that he would be on the other side away from Zane, because if he was seated third, he'd be on Zane's side and they'd play in semis. Yeah, but the other cool thing about it is getting to play versus Plup, which is just, like, that's such an insane thing of winners, the winner's quarter said that it's Plup versus Mango. Anyway, yeah, I know. I, I so love the, the three-way divergence that we have. We each have a different player on the winner's side and grands, and definitely, definitely implications in terms of how different all of our loser's brackets going to look, and that's what we're going to do right now. 
for losers round two, I have Moki versus S2J, where I have Moki moving on, actually. Uh, as much as I see S2J possibly moving on further and further, for whatever reason, I, at the time that I was thinking about this, I just said Moki. And that's who I have moving on to the next round. So for you, Brentos, who do you have on the on the matchup there in that sort of general area? S2J versus somebody, probably Moki, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's S2J versus Moki. And I have, um, I'm, I'm gonna, just going to give a little spoiler alert as well. I am like Wasabi, where I have S2J making a very deep loser's run. So I have S2J taking this over Moki. I, I think right now, if I had to make a ranking, I would rank S2J over Moki. And like I said last week, S2J is just probably the best like Falcon against Fox, I think, in this era. Just like knowing the matchup as well as he does being like he just knows everything about the Falcon Fox matchup from the Falcon perspective. And I think that he's gonna kind of uh I think he's gonna kinda of go off on Moki. I mean it could be a close set, it could be a game five. Moki's had a lot of really crazy, weird game fives, all of SEL, but I have a feeling SUJ is gonna gonna move on. And Wasabi, I'll pass it on to you. Yeah, so I, I agree with Brentos. I got SJ over Moki here. I, I, I'm predicting a deep SJ run, honestly. Um, and and kind of just to add on to what Brentos said, because I cannot find anything I disagree with, with with what he said, is I think just Moki, while being a really good player, um, and you know staying in Division One through just sheer grit and skill, He's definitely even admitted in his D1 relegation victory that he's definitely been really nervous and kind of overthinking the bracket. And I think, you know, especially with the summit qualifier on the line for this, I think that Moki is a, you know, top 10 player for sure, but he still kind of has those nerves. And and SJ is going to be ice cold for this, I think. I, I just don't feel like even when we see SJ lose, that he hasn't been just like an ice stone cold killer in in bracket, and I think, I think this is his his time to kind of make that deep run. And I would not mind seeing that at all. I just for what I couldn't even tell you why exactly I chose S two J, but that's what I did. So I'm excited to see how my Farmoki goes in my bracket. Moving on to the next matchup of for me, Gatsu versus Polish. I personally have Gatsu taking that matchup because I really respect the way that Gatsu's been playing for SCL, especially coming out of qualifiers and then moving up through the divisions and dropping a little bit here and there, but staying in Division 1 to start off this double elimination. I have Gatsu moving on, and I'll pass it on to you, Wasabi. Who do you have in that in that matchup? But not the exact same matchup, I don't think. But Oh, no, you did predict Polish to move on. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I agree. I agree with you, Cipher. I, I, I think Gatsu's gonna win. I know it's Polish's one of Polish's weakest matchups, and even when he beat Nun to qualify, or you know, to to get you know to go into grands at at the qualifying Levo event, like he tweeted out, like I I don't know what what's happening. Like I don't know what's happening, and I think <laughs> like he played out of his mind and it was one of those tournament results that you know you just get that and that's what's beautiful about the game 
but it's still one of his weakest matchups. And I think Gotsu is just really, really looking good. He managed to stay in D1 and impress everyone, and, and really pushing the conversation of it's not top three, it's top four Falcons. And, and I think we're just going to see that again. Brent, I'll pass it on to you. Yeah, so I was the outlier. I had Albert um, taking it over to Albert in Polish. So for Albert Gotsu, Albert is stupid good at the Falcon matchup, too. Um, as far as their skill level goes, Gatsu might edge him out there, but I think they're pretty close skill level. But because of how nutty Albert is at that matchup, I actually have Albert moving on. Wow. So Albert continues on the magical losers run. I love seeing that. And I think we'll just go ahead and move on to the next matchup where I have Ginger facing off against Mango, where this is this is me this is me overcharging a Mango tweet. Never do this at home, children, but Mango's gonna DQ because he lost to Plup in my scenario, and Ginger's gonna move on. But I'll pass it on to you, Wasabi. What do you have for that for that matchup uh, in your bracket? Yeah, so in my bracket, I have Plup winning. I think Plup really, really, uh, you know, shit on Ginger last time. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty rough to watch. I think it was one of the most dominating matchups of Week Three. Um, and yeah, Plup's playing well. The matchup, you know, you know, is solid for Sheik. You know, Falco still wins by an edge, but it's really solid. And Plup is just so good at that. And especially abusing shield drops and platforms, which is like the area in which Falco is the weakest in. And so I just think that, that Plup's going to move forward. And Brentos, I'll pass it on to you. So I have mine Plup Ginger also. And I also have Blup moving forward for pretty much every reason that Wasabi said, so I don't have anything else to add. Because, yeah, I mean, we all watched what happened last week, on, and then coupled with everything Wasabi just said, that's, you know, that's how it's going to be. Blup's going to win. Makes sense to me. And then I have for the next one of SFAT versus Hungrybox, and I have... SFAT actually taking this one. I'm going with my heart a little bit here. I'm rooting very hard for SFAT to win this matchup because <laughs> it was a while ago, but I remember SFAT saying, I wish I could have played, gotten the run back against Hungrybox. SFAT just wants the run back versus anybody. <laughs> so that's who I have moving on here that HBOX will actually take a seat uh, too far away to qualify for Summit at least in this tournament setting, but I'll pass it on to you, Brentos, who you got in your bracket. So, um, I had Sunsei beating Hungrybox, so I have Sunsei SFAT, and I have SFAT winning that. But my thoughts on uh, Hungrybox SFAT, if that's what happens, is, um, I don't remember what Big House it was, maybe Big House 5 or 6, where SFAT put on a literal clinic of Fox versus Puff and like completely just broke HBox's brain. And I can see him maybe incorporating that a little bit more if he has to play HBox because SFAT's been pretty serious about competing. So I feel like he wants to beat HBox and advance further in the bracket. And he's already shown that he knows if he wants to just laser camp and be a super patient Fox. HBox has no answer to the way that he plays that matchup, and it just dismantles him. But 
in my Sunsei versus SFAT, I also have SFAT winning. I think SFAT is just um, probably a stronger player overall, and also the stronger Fox Ditto overall. So. And I'll pass it on to you, Wasabi. Yeah, so I have HBox beating SFAT. I know, I, I remember that set. I was popping off for it. SFAT just looked like he reinvented the matchup, but I feel like HBox still has beaten, continued to beat SFAT after that. And and funny enough, similar to SJ, I'm I'm predicting a deep H box run as well. Um, he's been looking solid, and I think that like he's he's gonna kind of clutch it. I feel like H box gets like I think what's gonna happen with H box in particular, as a little spoiler alert, is like he's gonna get similar to his Levo run, like two or three game five situations where he clutches it and then kind of falls short. Uh, and and I think that's that's what's gonna happen here. But I think you know the guy has nine nine lives. Yeah true and now we move on to losers round three where i have moki versus gatsu and i actually have gatsu moving on into losers quarters so i'll pass it on to brentos who you got in losers round three i got s2j versus albert and i have s2j taking that one wasabi i have s2j versus gatsu and, and I think SJJ is going to take it as well. And then moving on to the other side of losers round three, I have Ginger versus SFAT, and I have Ginger clutching that out barely. They've had some really close sets recently, but I see Ginger winning that matchup and losing, moving on, excuse me, moving on to losers quarters. And I'll go to you, Wasabi. Yeah, so I got a, a classic from 2018, 2019, which is Plup versus HBox. Uh, and 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 I got I I'm gonna call Hbox. I think Plup has been looking good, but it's kind of the Plup that where he's having fun with the game, and I think Hbox is just gonna not make it fun for Plup, and we're gonna see Plup be very very frustrated, and and unfortunately lose. Wow! And moving on to Brentos, what do you got? For that one, I have Plup versus Sfat. And I have Plup taking it. And that makes sense. Moving on to loser's quarterfinal, I have Wizro versus Gatsu, where this is where it ends for Gatsu. Wizro will be moving on to loser's semifinals, and I'll pass it on to Brentos, who you got in loser's quarters. And loser's quarters, let's see. I think I have S2JIBDW. And I have S2J taking it. Wasabi? I got Wizzy S2J, and it's just, I got S2J taking it. I think S2J is going to end the Wizzy run, the Wizzy, the Wizzy fairy tale story. And yeah, I think S2J is going to take it. He's so good in the Falcon Ditto as well. Um, and, and I just can't overlook that. For sure. And then on the other side of Losers Quarters, I have IBDW versus Ginger, and IBDW is going to take that and move on to Losers Semi to face off against Wizrobe. But before that, I'll pass it back on to you, Wasabi, who you got on the other side of Losers Quarters. Yeah, I got IBDW versus HBox, and I think this is where HBox's fairy tale runs out. Um, I know we're not calling oh, yeah. sets, but I do think, I mean, yeah, IBW, of course, arguably the best player against HBox in the current era. Maybe Zayn uh, has a run for that title. But um, yeah, I, I honestly think HBox SFAC game five, 
pull up HBox game five and then and then IBW makes quick work and beats HBox. I think that's what's gonna happen. HBox is gonna run out of uh, extra lives, unfortunately. All nine are gone, and we'll move on to Brentos here. Sorry, I said move on. I will go to Brentos before we move on. Who you got on the other side of your losers' quarters? Yeah, sorry. Uh, the first time I said SUJ versus IBW, I meant SUJ versus Wizzy, which I have SUJ moving on. On this side, uh, Pl- I have Plup versus IBDW, and I have Plup moving on. And now we're getting really close here, but it's not quite grands. We have a few more sets to go before we're there. For me, at Loser Semis, I have Wizro versus IBDW, where I have IBDW taking it, moving on to Loser's Finals. How about you, Brantos? Loser Semis, I have SUJ versus Plup. And I know a hot take. I have SUJ taking it. And going Ooh. into the finals. Wow. Okay. And Wasabi. I got SJ versus IBDW, and and hot take. I think SJ takes it over IBDW to make it into losers finals. Yeah. So we, wow. me and you both have SJ making it all the way to losers finals. Yeah. From from <laughs> f- from downtown making it yep. all the way to lo- losers from, finals. From losers round one all the way to losers yeah. finals. That's why I have that too, though. I think yeah. he's going to make a crazy run. I think it's his time. I for sure think it feels like the Falcon like switches power levels each each yeah. go around. But uh yeah, I mean SJ is 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 uh beating all of our bracket predictions, right? Like despite right. us going in very different directions, we have SJ as the <laughs> yeah. the sole constant in in our predictions. Yep. I mean, I have not beat him plup. I honestly think that he will if that's how that bracket ends up and he has to play plup in winter semis. I think just SJJ's dominance and like he's like ascended another plateau in his career to where he's on a whole nother level. And I honestly, even though Sheik kind of shits on Falcon, Falcon can do some nasty things to Sheik, and I feel like SJJ is going to show that to Plop. I just, I like, I'm floored by the way that you both have S2J moving all the way from losers round one. But I do have to say, like, it makes sense, like, the perspectives that you both have on S2J advancing through the bracket, no matter who, who he seems to be coming against, that making it all the way to losers finals would certainly be quite the run to see every time S2J would be on screen, that, like, chat would just be going nuts. It would be so cool to see. But for me, in Losers Finals, I actually have Zayn versus IBDW, so it'll be a rematch from Winner's Semis, where I had Zayn beating IBDW, so in the rematch, Zayn beats IBDW again, and that'll just break my heart to see again. Two broken hearts in one day. Woo! But I do have Zayn moving on to go up against Plup in Grands. So for you, Brantos, who do you have in Losers Finals, and who's going to move on to Grands? So in Losers Finals, I have Zayn and S2J, and I think it's going to be a pretty close set, but I do have uh, Zayn edging it out, so I have Zayn uh, going into Grands from Losers against uh, Mango and Winners is what I have. And what about you, Wasabi? Yeah, so I have Mango, S2J, the Norwalk Classic, and I got Mango coming in, coming in uh, victorious out of that as well. And so now it's grand finals. This is <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for. But 
I am very excited at the possibility of seeing Plup on the winner's side of Grand Finals. It seems very unlikely to me in one way, but if it were to happen, hey, at least I predicted it would happen and nobody cares enough to say, well, you were wrong. I'm like, come on. And if Plup and Zane do play against each other in Grand Finals and Plup is on the winner's side, He's going to be in for a bit of surprise because Zane is going to be super ready for this, super ready to have another uh, semi-losers run. But whatever happens in the winner's final set between Plup and Zane in my bracket where I had Plup winning, Zane is just going to download whatever he needs to in between that time and beat Plup to reset the bracket and then beat Plup again to win the whole tournament. So that's what I have for Grands. And I'll push it to you, Wasabi. What do you got? Damn, that's crazy. A rare lo uh, loser's run Zane. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, for me, what I have is I, I think we're going to get a game five. And, and I was debating, are we going to see shades of Genesis three Mango's loser run or, or shades of, of Genesis four Mango? And, and, and oh. the difference being, does Mango reset the bracket or does it go to game five, but he loses the first set? And ultimately, I decided it's going to be a game five slobber knocker where mango unfortunately falls to zane and zane takes it from winner side and does the du the double wow and on to you brentos who you got for grands so the nation took over so my grants i have mango and winners and zane coming from losers i have zane resetting the first uh bracket or set so I have him winning that, and then I have Mango winning in the reset, and I have Mango winning overall. Wow. So uh, did we each we each picked a different win, win? No, no, I did pick Zane. Excuse me. So Wasabi and I are both thinking Zane. I'm just thinking Zane from loser's side. And then I'm thinking Brenton. Zane from loser's side, but I, I think he resets the bracket but loses the second set. So, yeah, to Mango. I would be interested in seeing how winner side in grand finals mango seeing that because there will be at least some period of time in between playing in the winners finals and playing in grands and as per usual I always am suspicious of there being a bit of a cool down time a little bit of time to soak in what you've done so far but that's any person who enters into grand finals on the winner side they have to have that they get to have <laughs> the privilege of extra time to not only rest up but also think about hmm what would happen if I win this tournament like am I gonna how am I gonna pop off in my room like you you get it no matter who's going to be on the winner side of this grand finals, they'll most obviously be rest assured that they have a smash summit 11 spot. Whew. Tough to get through that for me when I'm tired They're They have a summit 11 spot and whoever they play from the loser side, that'll at least be one little thing that they can go. All right, I'm, I'm going to summit. That's going to be great. So, I'm interested to hear a little bit more from each of you of how you think for, in terms of this tournament, who all you have going to Summit 11 because it's the top six who get to go. So I guess that's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, fifth, right? The two players that made it to loser semis. Am I doing that math right? I'm trying to think. Uh, if it's, one of uh, you comes up with an answer, just shout it out. The top six... Uh, I believe it's is a, it's winners. A top six. 
it's winner semi, so whoever wins on winner size their first round, they automatically qualify. And then I believe after loser that, loser semis. It's loser it's, semis, yeah. Yeah, those are the, the top six is or uh, losers quarters. It's losers quarters, right? Yeah, one, losers, two, three, that's four. That's top yeah. eight. That's top eight. So top six is. Oh yeah, it's loser uh, semi. No, no, isn't loser semis? Loser semis player gets fourth. So losers quarters is one round after top eight. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. So it's like winners semifinals, I think. And then winners quarters. You mean losers quarters? Losers quarters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's um, whoever gets fifth place. I think that's easier for everyone to imagine. So if you correct, get f- yeah, yeah, which means fifth it's place and higher. Fifth is, place and uh, higher, yeah. And so which I have, now? I guess, counting backwards, I have Zane, Plup, IBDW, Wizrobe. That's four, and then. Gatsu Ginger, then yeah, for me, and that would be that would be interesting because for me, I, I'm predicting <laughs> again. I don't think that Mango would actually DQ from the tournament if he were to lose the first round versus Plup necessarily. I just <laughs> imagine, <laughs> but there are other opportunities moving forward for there. There's going to be the Rollback Rumble tournament, and there's going to be another tournament that it's not. It's not. Um, it's not the the tournament series that Deer runs up in, well, not that they're playing in Vancouver, but the uh, Gallant Melee Open, it's not that. It's one of the other online events where there's going to be a spot open for the highest-placing non-SCL player, the sorry, the, the highest-placing Summit player to get into Summit. But it's going to be interesting to see who makes it on. But for, for you two, who in your bracket is making Summit 11 for the top six i'll start with you brentos are you able to tell us that yeah so my top six that i have according to my bracket will be uh wizzy mango zane ibdw s2j and blub really strong cast there and what about you wasabi yeah so for me um everything pretty much the same except replace plup with hbox so so just to read that out again it's mango zane wizzy s2j ibw and hbox qualifying Oh, so HBox does manage to sneak in for the wow. Okay, that'll be that would be quite the pop off then, knowing that he had a an S, a, a Summit Eleven spot on the line to be able to get there. That would be very interesting to see. Oh, and by the way, I just pulled up the tweet to check what I was trying to say earlier. Rollback Rumble is the only North American tournament that's going to have a Summit 11 spot open. So there'll be six spots given out through the SCL double elimination bracket that we've been going over tonight. And then it's Rollback Rumble. And that's actually it for North Americans to try to get in because after that, there's going to be six spots open for vote-ins the other tournament series that i was trying to think of was actually the same circuit in europe so leffen gets auto invited but whoever is the top performing player with the most points accumulated from the same circuit is going to be invited to summit 11 so somebody like frenzy somebody like pipsqueak somebody like possibly i guess has I don't know if Triff has actually entered in enough events to possibly make it at this point, but um, it'll Nikki. be very Lavengi, yeah, 
Yeah, it'll be um, interesting to see who can make it. Th- oh, solo battle. Yeah, I would. Ooh, I would love battle. to see so- solo has battle. Has Ice entered? Has Ice entered enough stuff to qualify? I know he entered the last Levo last week, but I didn't uh, see how he did. Yeah, I'm not sure as of as of right now. But those are yeah, like it's it's probably going to come down to Frenzy or Pipsqueak because they're the top two most performing players at this point with like the the points accumulated for the same circuit. But it yeah. would be interesting to see any European player coming across the pond with Leffen because we're all assuming that this is going to be an in person event. Hopefully, it will be. And also exciting to see Amsa get an auto invite as well. But that leaves it yes. to six vote-ins. That would be very interesting to see how that whole process goes. Because especially if we know it's in person, the vote-in process is going to be crazy. But I'll, I'll pass it on to you, Brentos. What thoughts do you have about this tournament or or the post-tournament at like the post-tournament atmosphere, if you will, of have people trying to make it into Summit Eleven? I think that's super fun, and I didn't know that about rollback with uh, what is it? Their uh, the top the big placing one. player, the top placing player uh, gets a summit invite, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it's yeah, that's, it's, that's it's awesome called the big one. They did that at uh, what big house? It was nine? big house nine, yeah. It was yeah, SJ versus Wizzy, right? I remember that. Cause, no, because that's how uh, bananas got in. Bananas got a uh, third at that tournament. And he got his summit invite that way. Got a great skit out of it too. Yeah, and it was great to see like bananas because I mean I used to play with him when he was in high school at like weeklies and like teach him stuff and like wobbles would teach him stuff, and then just seeing him at summit like not only beat Music King but beat Mango and take Leffen to like a last stock game five. I was like, damn, this kid got so sick, and he was just getting out of high school. <laughs> It was very. It was really cool. Uh, sorry, I I don't remember seeing all those sets off the top of my head. I just I've watched that skit of him and Sfat doing the whiplash scene, except in melee yeah. and wobbling so many <laughs> times. That was that's easily like a top five skit of all time for me. While uh, sorry, not wobbles. Uh, bananas was great in that. Wasabi, I'll pass it on to you. What thoughts do you have about p- people who don't make it into Summit Eleven through the week four of SCL of what do you think the voting process is going to be like? Any sort of thoughts that you have? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's going to be really interesting. I feel like you're. I'm curious on what the the like funny meme pick will be. Um, but I don't know. The voting is so different from like bracket or any sort of qualifier because it's it's arguably less about the like, gameplay and the skill level of the player and more about the strength of the community backing him or or a few individuals along with like. The content he pushes out so i'm excited to see some very cringy uh diss tracks or or songs or whatever and 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 we got that fire um what was it the fire army rap i forgot what it was called but it was (laughs) so good um and 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 hilarious i think like out of the players that that don't make it in i feel like a lot of people will be backing moki gatsu and ginger in terms of like sheer gameplay part arguably because they they have strong fan bases and streams and and stuff like that or because like they just like love the player and and how they play and i think that the latter especially applies to moki and gatsu and then i think gingers just has such a strong fan base um at this point he's been putting in so much work on his stream oh absolutely and a great editor as well casper dial <laughs> want to give a shout out to casper dial so i 
I'm hoping that whatever comes out of it, that somebody who wants to campaign for their spot for Summit 11 for voting process gets a brilliant idea to appear on every Melee podcast because that would include the Wannabes podcast. That would include Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Just a thought. Just a thought for any player out there who happens to be an hour and 27 or so minutes into this podcast. Just something for you to think about. (laughs) And I'm also thinking that whatever comes out of it, I'm really excited to see the possibility of what, again, we're all hoping to be the first uh, in-person event in over a year. I I guess they haven't come out and said that directly, super hardcore confirmed, but they also haven't said this is an online event. So it's sort of in that that phase of hopefully it will be. And it would almost be impossible for someone like Leffen, someone like AMSA to reasonably expect them to be able to compete in an online summit format without at least going to a three frame slippy setup instead of the usual two frame slippy setup that would be all kinds of interesting things to talk about as well but whatever it ends up being i'll be really excited to see what happens there it's going to be a great weekend of melee coming up here for scl week four so to wrap up i will push it to you brentos to offer your closing thoughts and to tell the people where they can find you yeah, no real closing thoughts. I'm just, you know, I'm super excited to see how this turns out. And uh, it'll be fun to talk again soon with y'all and compare how how wrong or right some of us were in our bracket predictions. Um, you know, like always, you can find me on Twitter at Brent underscore Fresh. Uh, check out, you know, the Last Doc Legends YouTube channel. Uh, check out Melee It On Me. Always new stuff going on with Melee on me. And uh, just check out for more things to come. I'm thinking about getting more into Melee content and stuff, so we'll see how that goes. But in, in the meantime, check out my old uh, Last Doc Legends videos and and hit me up on Twitter. Cool, cool. Wasabi, closing thoughts, and tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this series of, of doing week in, week out has been super, super fun. Um, I'd love for us to like, post uh, our, our brackets on, on the Cypher Bottom of Smash Mountain Discord or someplace, just so we can like look at it throughout the the sixth Sunday. Um, but you can find me at Wasabi Sabi, that's with two S's, um, on, on all handles. Um, and, and yeah, I'm probably just going to plug in my most recent video. I, I worked really hard on it. Um, it's a hype montage called Welcome to Melee, inspired by SEL. And so, yeah, just go check that out on my YouTube. You can find that in the description of this podcast episode. It'll be in a link along with both of your Twitters, that sort of thing where the people can find you. And to wrap it up, yeah, for my own part, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to post my bracket onto Twitter and just be like, hey, This was on the latest episode, and you can hear why I am thinking such crazy things. So that is not saying that either of you have to do that, but I think I'm going to do that. It's going to be a little bit of a clickbaity type type deal. I like that. Lean into that a little bit. I'll I'll retweet. I'll quote tweet it doing the same thing. I think that's really fun, actually. I'll quote tweet doing the same thing, too. I think that is fun. Yes, because we're, okay, I will say for at least myself, not an expert, but 
oh, I'm very excited to see the weekend of Melee and to see what actually ends up happening. If I happen to be right, of course I'm taking that to the bank. And hopefully one of you guys will also be able to have a big score as well, especially with the deep S2J run or deep Albert run, a deep Hungerbox run. It'll be really interesting to see how it all goes. Once again, Brentos Wasabi, thank you so much for joining me for another preview and for riding with me. Yeah, absolutely. It was super fun. I would love to do this more often and just we could do like a, any kind of tournament preview. I'd be down. Yeah, likewise. It's It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for, for having us on and, and organizing it. And, and I'd be down as well. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right. Transition. Made it. Woo. I am tired. Oh, I worked a long day today. Today's still Thursday and it looks like we are on pace to get this out on Thursday. It was a long day. I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. It is 10.58 now, so I'm ready to go to get some sleep, although I am working again tomorrow, so sleep will be blissfully... No, that's not right. Will be painfully short. <laughs> blissfully short. I'm a little punch happy because of how tired I am. But the good news in all of this is that it was really, really fun to do another preview with Brentos and Wasabi. I didn't say it enough, apparently. No, I never say thank you enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Brentos and Wasabi. And moving forward, I don't know how many more of these previews I'll be into doing with the Summit-related stuff. I am pretty sure that I'll be interested in doing a preview for Smash Summit 11. But as for stuff between now and then, like, for instance, I could do a preview of the big one, which is going to be the biggest rollback rumble event thrown yet by Homemade Waffles and his team, but maybe I don't want to do that. I'm thinking that if it involves Summit, I ought to at least consider it because that's been a bit of a theme around here, but I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. The good news is that Wasabi and Brentos have each expressed to me their willingness and desire to continue on with the good fight of previewing awesome tournament content. So the good news is that if I decide I want to do that, I know I won't be alone. It's been very much, very much a lot of fun to have them on. You don't hear as much from Brentos in terms of content nowadays, but at the very end of our preview, you would have heard Brentos saying, hey, might be jumping back into the content game a little bit, which I don't know what that means exactly. I didn't want to freak out about it too much because we were closing the episode, but or the preview. I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because if Brentos is doing any sort of new Melee content, I am here for it. It's like that line from Bob's Burgers, where Louise is saying to Marshmallow, So Marshmallow, why that name? Because if you show me a sweet potato pie, I am on top of it. I knew it! Like, that's 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 me basically being on top of Brantos's melee-related content, if that becomes a thing. And Wasabi is already in the reality of melee content. Wasabi has been doing so much. Most importantly, please, please, please check out the video that Wasabi released earlier today. You would be listening to this probably not Thursday. So if you're listening Friday on May 8th or whatever day you end up listening to this podcast on, in the description of this podcast episode, like I said, and I'll say it again because it's repeated exposure or repeated pushing, beautiful game. Is that what it's called? 
Oh, no. I should look at it real quick just to make sure. Am I getting the name of this video right? It's The Beautiful Game. Welcome to Melee. Oh. In the thumbnail, it probably says something about this beautiful game. So that's on me. Sorry, Wasabi. The name of the video is called Welcome to Melee. It's in the description of the podcast episode. Now you may go and watch it. Or if you already watched it while we were talking about it earlier, you're going, okay, I'm done listening to this podcast. I listened to it already. And then you magically came back for the end of the episode. (laughs) No, that doesn't sound right. Okay, let's think about anything else that I want to ramble on about since we're here and we're recording and we're live and we're doing it. No, not really. I can't think of anything. Let's get you out of here. Thank you so much for listening, all of you lovely listeners. I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited to get to the next episode whenever that may be. I have a rough idea of when it'll actually happen, but obviously we'll get there when we get there. Until then, we'll catch you later.